Hey everyone, welcome to the Off the Rails show on the Earn 5 Star Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com. And I'm coming to you tonight, hopefully for your Saturday morning choring. Uh, because I, I missed uh, the other night with Jude and uh, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, a new uh, life schedule has uh, smacked me upside the face. Uh, which makes uh, pod scheduling just a, not just a little bit, a lot more difficult uh, moving forward. Uh, so <laughs> still dealing uh, dealing with all that, <clears throat> but uh, uh, hopefully we'll be able to. Uh, you know, it, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel the effect of it too much. Uh, but that's not what I'm on here tonight for. Uh, it, it was a good thing that I missed because then that kind of puts a fire up my ass about. Um, getting on the mic and and speaking my piece. Uh, it's transfer portal season. Like if you didn't know, like it. <laughs> uh, I I said it. I don't know if it was last year, or maybe two years ago. Uh, kind of like a half-ass prediction about how important the transfer portal will be moving forward. And I spoke about like, like this is bigger than early signing day right now, as far as I'm concerned, like this is, it has such a massive immediate impact on a college football team roster that the transfer portal is, is the big thing. Um, you know, some of that's cause, you know, cause signing day got split up into, into two from the early signing day, you know, and then, uh, in December, then you still got, um, uh, you know, the last one in February but the transfer portal is just, it's huge right now. I don't know how many names have gone into the, uh, gone into the portal so far, but it's been, it's, it's a astronomical number, uh, and more are coming. Um, uh, and yes, you're going to see like some teams about half their roster flip over. It's just, I, I don't want to sell it as this is the new norm. Like I'm not trying to do to like, just, Hey, just deal with it. I'm just telling you what it is. Uh, you know, whether you like it or not, this is what it is. So if you don't like it and you think this is ruining the game, okay. Uh, but, you know, then you can stop watching anytime. anytime. Every time you put a set into this, you're just feeding into what it is. Um, we're not going back to the days of um, of how it was in 2004, okay? Uh now there may be some rule changes coming up that that limit things, or uh, and they've already done that, and um, um, you know with the number of times as uh, what it's supposed to be, anyways. But this is the, yes, this is the new norm in college football is the transfer portal. And so the other night, the other day, I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the mic and uh, by myself, I won't have anything to bounce off of. Um, but uh, you know, I. I I felt it was my duty to like to to get on here to talk about because I I just kept seeing all these responses and and yes most of it is and this is my fault because I it's like my my guilty pleasure is reading like Facebook comments from on the stories from on one foot down and because there there's just so many of them are just so awful people are just so lost clueless wrong, emotional, flippant. It's just, it, it's such a, a grab bag. 
um, toxic. It, it, it's worse than it is on Twitter, which I think in that sense, like our Twitter followers have been cold a little bit because of how I've operated the account over the past shit. I don't even know. What is it? Seven years now. Um, so it's that the, those kind of people have kind of gone away mostly. Whereas the Facebook one is just, it's a random mishmash, but and it, this isn't a Twitter versus Facebook or, or really trying to all that. I'm just saying it, that was where I kept seeing over and over and over and over and over again um, comments that were kind of like in, I, I took as inflammatory. Like I kind of took offense um, to, I don't know, just how dumb some people are. Um, and also just how like naive some people are, uh, which in my worldview, dumb and naive are, are two completely different um, things. So that was originally what I had planned on coming on to talk about. And then more and more things started developing. Um, and it's like, all right, so I'm going to have to talk about these and like this whole thing in like two different parts. Uh, because the, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this one. They definitely, they definitely are combined. Uh, they definitely are related but one is, is significantly different in, in how it went about it. So let's first look at the <laughs> what's going on with the Notre Dame wide receiver situation. I uh, one of our one of the readers on the site uh, was like Joshua, make it make sense. Uh, several times, several comments, and I'm going to try to. Um, I don't know if I and I said like, I don't know if anyone's going to be really happy with with how I try to make it make sense. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to give you what you want, uh, to help you out, but it's what I'm allowing myself to give you. All right. Um, first of all, I want to say, uh, yeah, let's get a little, yeah. First of all, I want to say these things are not just, they don't get dropped on. Most of these don't just get dropped on, my laps or, 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 you know, others laps. A lot of these names, I, I would say every name that Notre name has had in the portal since it opened, which by the way is God, where are we at here? Uh, was not us off Mensa, Chris Tyree, Zeke Carell, um, Aiden Kiana, Kiana, uh, um, Tobias Merriweather, uh, Braylon James, Ramon Henderson, Rico Flores, and Holden Stays. All these names have been discussed at some point or another on the back end of things. And I'm going I'm to probably use the word back end a lot. And what I mean by back end is other writers, other sources, other, you know, other contacts that I have. And they themselves and their sources and contacts and other writers they talk. I mean, it's a, it's a small world back there. All right. So none of these names are really new. And the reason you don't see me come running out with like big breaking news banners is because that's not what we do at one foot down. I've, I've said that over and over 
for years. Like, that's not what I'm using my street cred for, is to be the breaking news guy. I like having the information for deep background. I like having it for to put stories in context, to explain things better. I'm not trying to be the first guy. And I get accused of that a lot. I really do. Because sometimes I'm pretty quick on the draw. But, and you know, every once in a while there'll be something that, so I... It wouldn't even be I alone. This isn't this isn't just an this isn't an area of journalism that I you know pursue wildly at one foot down or have any of my writers really. You know we are a commentary site and I like it that way. We're not trying to do other people's. We're not pretending to be investigative journalists. You know I use the word journalist with me pretty loosely. But I'm accredited, accredited media and have sources and contacts and have used those things in the past. And that is what it is. But when it comes to decisions like this, like guys going to the NFL, jumping the transfer portal, if you've noticed something, notice this. Every single one of these, these announcements was made first by the player themselves. A real writer slash journalist slash reporter slash media personality didn't come running to their to Twitter or to Instagram or to Facebook or to TikTok or just to, to their own story editor and, and publish a story before the kids could you know could announce what their decision was and everybody knew there i mean there probably wasn't a single i can't speak for everyone but the like i said these were not surprises so when i see like a douchebag fucking account on twitter making some noise about <laughs> doing victory laps cuz they were first about i don't even know what fucking player you're a fucking douchebag you got the you got the inside. You're you're the fucking rat, man. You're the mole. You're the piece of shit that gets news out there because you want people to think you're, you're in the know. Cool, but you're not doing anything at all, other than being a douchebag. You're a fucking waste. There isn't a single <laughs> there isn't a single reporter on the beat that didn't have that shit before doing a victory lap you're doing a lap because you're a douchebag and people should stop being douchebags no we're not this is this is not how it's supposed to get that's not how it's supposed to be done because it, it, the end it doesn't matter it's all still happening being first about which player is leaving for the transfer portal is not some fucking career you know, starting thing. No one's going to look back and be like, well, you know what? He said Braylon James was going into the portal two days before. That's a fucking hire him. Hire him to that magical $35,000 a year starting position in this paper that's about to go under. Because it'd have to be at a douchebag spot. You couldn't, you couldn't survive online doing that. Just saying. Just a little advice. If you know some, you know, fucking idiot out there running around trying to drop info like they're they're in the know, they're a fucking idiot. 
Plain and simple. Uh, anyways, but you know, hey, people are eating it up. That's on that. I mean, the info is the info. You got what you got. I, just like many of the beat reporters, choose to wait and let the kids announce. Sometimes I'll have a story pre-written, ready to go. Sometimes I don't even, I didn't care to be that quick on it. It, it. It's not a big deal. Having the conversation about what happens now is far more important than the event itself. And that's, you know, that's what's important out there. Um, <laughs> sorry, got to went off on a rant. I saw some dumb thing and it just, it irked me. It's like, what the fuck? So anyways, so let's, let's talk about the wide receiver room. So again, this is something that there's a lot of this, a lot, a lot to the transfer, the wide receiver transfer portal stuff that was not made public knowledge. And I think maybe there is some stuff leaking out now. Um, I'm not sure what is and what isn't. So I'm not really not going to speak to that too. Like they're not, not going to have any real hardcore specifics there other than there was an obvious issue with Chancey Stuckey and a huge communication issue between Stuckey and Freeman that caused some other issues. Now, of all the receivers that that affected, but it was probably only Flores. You know, the guy, the, the the communication issue between Freeman and Stuckey was probably to probably not have a huge effect on Tobias Merriweather or Chris Tyree. The you know the bigger effect for Tyree and maybe Merriweather was what's this offense doing? Like what? Like what's next year going to look like for Tyree? He's looking at like his what? <laughs> his fourth quarterback, fifth quarterback. You know, maybe. You know, and again, I don't fault these. You know, these guys are making decisions for themselves for the future. It is what it is. I'm not here to really criticize that. Uh, but I, but I'll say this, and again, I said people would be mad because I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divvy out all the details that that I know. If there's some stuff out there, stuff out there. But on top of that, you know, we're not entitled to know everything. You know, the public, we're, we're not entitled to know every detail of these kids' lives, even within the realm of, of the football program. You're just not. The thing that you are is just like having all the information doesn't matter if you have no context and to have the context. You kind of have to be in the shit. You have to be in the mix. So just getting some, uh, some random tidbits about conversations or, you know, event here and there, that's not, that's not going to provide you with, with, with enough. And again, like I said, I'm just, I don't feel that everyone is entitled to know every detail of not just the players, but of the coaches' lives. Now, there's obvious exceptions. Like, is there something illegal going on? Is there something shady as hell going on? Like, those are things that <clears throat> that for sure, you know, fans, alumni, they deserve to know, you know, what's happening. 
but in the rant in the regular randomness of just like transferring and making decisions about, you know, going pro and all that, like a lot of that, you know, like recruiting, recruiting is disgusting. The way, what is, what is, you know, following it, what is evolved into. It's just, it is, it just is. Uh, because it's not, j- it's, <laughs> it could be fine, but there's just so many people out there that like think they're owed every small detail about some 16, 17 year old kid's life to figure out if they're going to go to their school or not. And it's just, it's wrong and stupid. And I applaud, uh, I applaud recruiting writers, A, for how hard they have to work, uh, B, for the shit they have to put up with, and C, because I think a lot of them do a really good job of filtering out nonsense, like putting the nonsense in the back pocket, because not everybody needs to know everything. It's plain and simple. And like I said, that, that, whole, that applies to, to the transfer portal and to those decisions that are being made. So yes, the the wide receiver room, uh, you could quote unquote toxic as fuck. I mean that's that's just the I mean that's I don't say normal, but this, these are the types of things that happen at college football programs. Unfortunately, it happened at Notre Dame, our program du jour. How toxic? Well, it wasn't abuse. You know, it was you know it was nothing like that, but it was the way that the room was ran. The communication between the position coach, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach. There doesn't no more needs to be said about that. So it was toxic. So guys are bolting. And I'll say this. Uh I want to give a a, a, ma- a mighty hearty handshake uh, to Deion Colsey, who was a name weeks and weeks ago was someone I, a lot of us have written off for the portal. Uh, and he's sticking around. He's got two years of eligibility left. I think he told uh, tonight Mike Berendino or Mike Berendino had it. Um, but, you know, He's staying another day. <laughs> That's, I, these were adding up. The wide receiver room was going berserker. Uh, and that's just, uh, you know, that was an unfortunate set of events that, that was going <laughs> to, it was kind of, dis- it was going to distort my entire spiel I had about the transfer portal itself for people, which is, which is still on its way. I didn't, wasn't planning on it being this podcast being that long, but, uh, once, you know, once I get talking and Jude, and Brendan are here to stop me. So anyways, so that's the wide receiver room. Again, you might be mad because you don't know all the details. And again, I don't think you need to know. I don't know all the details. I'm not trying to pretend that I know all the details either. I know enough. And I think that some of those are already out and about, and that's fine. But communication, communication, like, just like in marriage is key toxic room and you, when you get rid of a problem just because you get rid of a problem doesn't make everything better it's just like was it like marriage and divorce just because it was a toxic marriage getting divorced doesn't solve everything you know you, especially if you got kids 
still makes things tough. So anyway, and that's kind of how that room is. So if a player was upset because they liked uh, Coach Stuckey and that he got fired and that's why they're leaving, then, you know, the, so be it. If a guy had already been so upset because of the because of what Stuckey had done that he was leaving no matter what, then that's what happened. I mean, that's just – this was a time bomb. And, and, you know, none of it worked out. And there's plenty of blame to go around, Coach Freeman's included. But – there's no way to go back in time and change these things. And I don't know how much more tinkering you need to, that needs to be done. They're going to go out and hire a new wide receivers coach. Well, and that is going to be a ridiculously important hire. Like, stupidly important. As important as an offensive coordinator. I don't know. Maybe they should hire an offensive coordinator uh, to to coach wide receivers and move Jared Parker just back to tight ends full time. So, hey, you still have a job. Uh, that's just what I would like to see, but knowing that will, won't happen. But Anyways, so that's that's that. You can be as mad as you want about it. And remember, you're asking about the bowl game and wide receivers? Yep. It is low. It is low numbers. Uh you know, Jordan Faison, <laughs> Caden Greathouse. I think uh, it was tweeted out today that uh, um, that Caleb Smith, Kiki Smith, is going to be is going to be available. Freshman hasn't played all season because of of uh, injury. It's just this is what they're going to have to work with. We didn't you, you, when you don't make a playoff uh, type game uh the bowl game is just like hey no one cares because they they matter and then they don't matter i mean they matter a lot like marcus freeman needs that 10th win the Notre Dame football program needs that 10th win but there's just so much to this that isn't good. i mean how many we, we we have not even got to the nfl announcements guys leaving early for the nfl and if they're going to play in the bowl game or not. Or guys that are already scheduled to be, like Maris Leofau, he's going to be playing in the Senior Bowl, right? Well, is he going to play in the in the bowl game? I didn't read anywhere one way or the other. Um, but I, I would tend to say he probably won't. You know, we're, we're waiting on word about Audrey Gustave. I doubt he plays in a bowl game. I said that last week. Love to see him do it. Don't get me wrong. I I freaking love that kid. And I got a whole rant about Audrey Gustamay uh, and my love for him uh, ready to go, uh, which is a lot easier to rant than write. So maybe I'll, do, maybe I'll do that when the time comes. But anyways, so we have no idea what this roster is going to look like anyways, not just wide receiver, but top to bottom. So now to the rest of it. To the rest of the whole portal, uh, I don't say nonsense, but the stuff. Again, this is something that we're all going to have to get used to. And getting used to things doesn't mean that you're fighting it every time. I don't know if that's even a good way to say it, but I just I feel like people just need to be like, <laughs> y'all need learned a little bit. Like some people out there really need learned. 
Uh, first thing I want to say is my one of my biggest pet peeves when dropping a uh, like a player is transferring or or a player decommitted or or whatever story like one like one of the worst comments is one of the most like passive aggressive, and it's somebody com- taking the time to literally sit down and write who who never heard of him. I've seen with the guys that Notre Dame has gone to the transfer portal already. I've seen that in other in places. Who? Who? Never heard of him. And it just I don't know. I just find that completely disrespectful. Like belligerently disrespectful. <laughs> Fucking stupidly, ridiculously disrespectful. I hate that. And I think that maybe it was like a comment like that that kind of set me off. Like, I need to go talk about the portal. So, let's get into that a little bit. And hopefully I'm not trying to make this an hour long. But um, So, like I said originally, the portal is becoming more and more as important as recruiting. Maybe more important in the way that, that you know, your structure, not your roster. So you, you just can't dismiss it, and you can't like close your eyes and hope that you don't have guys leaving, um, or, or complain when a coach brings. Like, it is part of our lives now. <laughs> All right, it is it is a spring break tattoo, um, in a prominent spot that you are going to have to explain to your children. Okay, so own it. Okay, one of the. One of the fun question, off-season questions that um, they used to get talked about a lot, uh, and, and still does here and there, but not as much as it used to be, it is, uh, you know, they, they come, you know, starting in the winter through the spring and the summer, but it's like, all right, who's this year's, you know, answer, like Jonas Gray, you know, who's this year's, like Javon McKinley, like, what, who is going to be the player that's been there for three or four years? that finally does something. You know, the four-star guy that just never never did much on the field, never um, accomplished much. Like, who's going to have that breakout year? And we love that, right? Like, we love the conversation. We love when it happens. <clears throat> but that isn't the only time their name's brought up. Like, over the course of those three, four years, their name is brought up all the time on message boards and comment sections and, and podcasts. Like, 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 is this guy ever going to do anything? Is he going to leave? You know, and then you have fans saying, you know, that's a waste of a scholarship. All sorts of things. Disrespectful things, respectful things. Also, I mean, just all across the realm. So I think a great way to look at the transfer portal is like this. A lot of the guys, not all, a lot of the guys that go into the portal from Notre Dame will be, have been, will be guys that have not done a whole lot for the program. And this is what, this is why the Rigo Flores uh, and Holden stays thing kind of blew things up. And I, and I realized Tyree is in that mix, but I think his situation is a little different anyways, but a lot of these guys are, are the, are the guys that are just, they're looking for a, a fresh start. They're looking for opportunity. You know, they've been recruited over or 
because that's the head coach's job. That is the coaching staff's job is to field the best team possible through recruiting and through development and through, yes, the transfer portal. Their job each year is to field the best team they possibly can through those means. And And in doing so, players that have not quite reached their potential or for whatever reason have not performed at Notre Dame, there's not much of a spot for them. Now, no one's saying that they need to leave before they get their degree or any of that. I mean, I'm not trying to weed kids off of a roster. I'm not encouraging that. But if the kid, you know, after a sophomore year, is like, man, there is a really rough path to playing time here. And I love it here, but I want to play some football. Like, I got these years of eligibility, and I want to play. And I'm seeing, like, there's, you know, a number of programs I could go to. You know, maybe it was some school I looked at while I was getting recruited. You know, maybe it was my number two or my number four or just some other random. But I, these places have opportunity right off the bat. more A better opportunity than what Notre Dame has because my path to playing time is so restricted here. And they bounce. That's good for them. I mean, players want to play, man. And people say, well, they, you know, they're scared of competition, this and that. It has nothing to do with being scared of competition, but there is a reality involved where it is hard to go in day out, day in and day out, wanting to do the thing that you love and you're restricted when you could go somewhere else and be unrestricted. <laughs> And it doesn't make you any less of a person, any less of a man, any less of an athlete, any less of anything. You want to play, man. There's nothing wrong with just wanting to fucking play. You want to showcase your skills. Maybe you just think, if I could just get some more game action, I can. there's nothing wrong with, with what these kids are doing, in, in, in theory and in general. So the guys that, a lot of the guys that, you know, in the past where you, you'd have this big handful of names, like who's going to be this year's, you know, fifth year senior that, that all of a sudden, you know, <coughs> excuse me, all of a sudden makes it or, you know, the, or the senior that just blows up in his last year or whatever it is. I think you're going to see a lot less of those for sure, because that's what the portal's there for is for them to get somewhere else earlier for that blow-up. And then, I mean, Notre Dame does a good job of, of holding on to guys. Like, they, they, do, a whole, they do a good job of, of they, they want kids to come here and get their degrees. And <laughs> they get them pretty quickly. These are smart, these are smart guys, you know, if they like, if you're enrolling early, so you have your that you know that semester plus your your summer your summer classes that you're taking while you're back on campus, uh, they can roll through a bachelor's. I won't say easily because it's a, a degree from Notre Dame; it's not an easy thing to get. But quickly, they put in the work; they can get it. <clears throat> so these guys are leaving with a with their Notre Dame degree in hand. That's like even more hats off to you. 
if you're not seeing the field and you and and you have your Notre Dame degree in hand and you want to go somewhere else, buddy, I'll help you pack. And, I'll, and I'm not saying that in a way of like get out of town, but I'm like I I am happy for you. Congratulations, that is a huge accomplishment. And you still got to go play football somewhere for a couple years. Fantastic, that's so awesome. And that's where the that's where a lot of these guys are going to be doing. And Notre Dame has to jump into the portal and pull out players. And this is where it gets tricky because Notre Dame has a stricter transfer policy than the other elite schools competing for national champions championships. It just is. They have to do it differently. We've been hearing that those some of those things are changing, and that's fine. Um, I hope they do. Uh, but the, the skin of it is, is that Notre Dame wants a player, a person, if they're going to graduate from the, from the university of Notre Dame with a university of Notre Dame degree, they want that degree to be mostly from those Notre Dame classes. That's not a hard, it's not a hard concept for me to figure. And it's not a, I don't think it's a terrible thing to ask either, but it has become a roadblock in a lot of senses because you're looking for developed players in the portal, not projects, right? You had a project he, and he left. The projects are, you know, you need a developed player. And some of those guys are juniors, which means the majority of their degree would not be from Notre Dame. That's why, like, if a you know, freshman transferred Notre Dame, I mean, that's the whole point. Like, think about the first time you watched Rudy and they talked about Notre Dame does not take junior transfers, like for Holy Cross. It's because they want the degree to be mostly Notre Dame classes. So I, don't, I guess that's not a hard concept to figure out. How they deal with that and how they change that, all right, moving forward, that, that's on them. But this is what we're dealing with right now. But the portal's blowing up. Like, you have, you, you have players galore going in there. So you just have to you have to button up and, and do your your due diligence and you're putting in your work, and you got to bring them in. So to that point, this debate about whether or not Notre Dame should bring in um, uh, Riley Leonard, I don't see what the debate is. I don't see what the point of arguing it is. If he shows up on campus. Is he the best quarterback on the team? Probably. So wh- what are we doing? Wh- why-, why are you arguing? You're worried about development from guys that could bounce anyways? Oh, if you bring him here, you're going to have one or two transfer. Okay. Well, you need four quarterbacks going into spring. And, he- and you could argue back that all right, he comes here, then you're still down to three quarterbacks, and I get that. But you can also offer somebody late in the recruiting process to come here. You're not going to get a portal quarterback to come here as a backup, most likely. Not anyone to, I mean, not when you can just go recruit one to go do, to be a backup. But I also don't think this is doing what people are afraid of. Like, they're, they're scaring away recruits. Like, C.J. Carr doesn't give a shit about Riley Leonard showing up this year. 
I don't think CJ Carr has any delusions about how about him coming in and being a starter as a freshman. Does it bother Steve Angeli? Probably. But do I think that's going to make Steve Angeli a better quarterback? Sure. I think he's a competitive guy. I think he'll use it to try to try to prove that he that he's the number one. I don't know how all that <laughs> ends up working, right? You bring in a portal quarterback, you could call it a competition, but it's, you know, this is the guy. But you need to do whatever you can to put the best player on the field, the best quarterback on the field. And this is what Notre Dame is going to do with Riley Leonard. I don't, I don't see what the argument is. Now, Brennan and I, we've and we've discussed this on the podcast before, we had reservations about Leonard during the season. You know, it wasn't just our it wasn't just our normal Duke, you know, Duke secretly sucks routine. Uh, you know, we talked about, you know, we, we weren't as impressed as what everybody was saying with Leonard in terms of, you know, of the passing game. Like we saw an average passer. You know, he's a good athlete. I like I love his size. He runs well. I like that part of his game a lot. But as a as a passer, like he, he wasn't that scary to me. Doesn't mean he can't get better. And it doesn't mean that that's not okay. Like I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame like this year, like especially, like God, this pod's going forever. It's only supposed to be like 15, 20 months. We could have had uh it would have been better off in the Ohio State game had we just handed the ball off to Audrey Castame. It would have been better off in the Clemson game have we just handed the ball off to Audrey Castame in the second half. Stuff like that. Like this can be a a power running team with a competent quarterback. I think the the defense was good enough this year. You did not need Trevor Lawrence. Would have been nice, but we did not need him. So, anyways, but you bring a, you bring a guy in to be the best player on the field that you possibly can. That's it. Period. And they're like, "Well, how do you keep recruiting? Well, you keep recruiting." That's. <laughs> I, I, you think any other school would be different? You think the you are going? You want to field the best quarterback you possibly can. You're not going to scare away a senior quarter unless he's like flighty as hell. And then why do you want him anyways? By bringing in, you know, a transfer quarterback for a senior year. Prove them the next year that you that they don't need to hit the portal. But it's fine. I, I, this is it, there's not a real negative downside to bringing in Riley Leonard. There just isn't. Like the person that hurts the most is Steve Angeli, and while it hurts Steve Angeli, and I feel bad about that because I like him, it also could be a big help because it'll drive him to be the best possible quarterback he can be. And then maybe he'll go be the best possible quarterback he can be somewhere else. Or maybe he has the balls to stick it out for the whole year and compete in 2025 to be the starting quarterback. With what? With two years of eligibility left after that? Right? Because he had a red shirt and he had a red shirt in 22. 
and so there's 23, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so he'd have eligibility in 25 and 26. That's not a bad life. That used to be how it was anyways. I mean, you know, <laughs> Bobby Bowden was big on that. Like, like quarterbacks, like, you didn't really want, you wanted to start a red shirt or a red shirt junior quarterback, which in layman speak is a senior. You wanted a senior to have two years. That would be ideal. So this isn't off the rockers. But, like I said before, guys just want to play. So maybe Steve Angeli thinks that he'd be good enough to go somewhere else, and I couldn't say more good things about him to go do what he has to do for his career, for his happiness, for his family, whatever it is. It's these guys' decisions. Ugh. I probably had more than that, but I'm not going to keep yapping on. Um, but no, I the main point, like with the wide receiver room, is yes, things were, things were, balls were dropped. <laughs> uh, multiple balls were probably dropped, and communication was a problem, and we're not entitled to every bit of information. This hurts. Uh, and we'll just have to get in the portal and see what happens from there. There was a tweet I retweeted tonight that from Brad Crawford from 24-7. I don't know why he deleted it. Maybe there was a te- – he just he said something along the lines of, like, on Monday we'll see, like, these crazy amount of wide receivers in the portal. And I'm thinking, like, all right, well, <laughs> we really can't lose anymore. So this is great, and I quote tweeted like, "Hey, this is fantastic news for Notre Dame. We're you know we need wide receivers. So what's out, you know what's out there?" Uh, but he del- <laughs> so he ended up deleting that tweet uh, shortly after I quote tweeted it. So uh, maybe he was mistaken about which day or whatnot. I don't know, but I'm getting a lot getting a lot of what did he say? Well, that was what he said. Um, but anyways, so it's going to be an interesting transfer portal season. And the bowl game, man, I, it's like the last thing I'm worried about. Like, I want them to do well in whatever bowl game they're in. And we'll be, you know, focused on covering it and cheering the team on and the whole nine. But uh, it's like the last I'm more worried about uh, next season. Like, next season, next season, next season. I'm not worried about 2025. Uh, I'm worried about 2024, which, you know, they still haven't announced the 12th team officially. Even uh, 12th opponent even though we're all sold that it was Army and Yankee Stadium, and I'm pretty sure it was, and Army's now trying to back out of that because they're joining Conference USA. Or no, not Conference USA, they're joining the American. Uh, and they want to back out. So Notre Dame's going to have to find an opponent. Maybe that's Washington State and Oregon State. And or, I don't know. Anyways. And I just totally lost my train of thought, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about douchebag Twitter accounts that try to like run, they're running out there trying to act like they're fucking Pete Sampson or <laughs> it's uh don't worry about that. That's just stupid. That's it. God, I can't believe I sat here for 45 minutes to talk about that. This was legit. It's supposed to be 20 minutes. This is why the, why the Earn Five Star Podcast run like three hours. 
we will, all three of us will collectively look up and it'll be like, oh, we're an hour and a half in. Cool, this might be done soon. And then we just keep jabbering on. Uh, the good news is, is I don't have anyone to bounce anything off of to keep talking about so we can get this one short. So this is a cool, crisp 45 minutes. I hope, I hope, 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 hope that this was something that, I don't know if it eases your mind or if it answers some questions. I hope it didn't anger you. I wasn't trying to sell this as you're going to get all your questions answered. I said in the comment section on, our, on my own site, you're probably not going to like the answers. So maybe you don't. But I mean, what do you think you need to know to move on? And like, realistically, like somebody's probably screaming right now at me on the thing about Jared Parker and should be fired and all that. Like, I'm not disagreeing with this stuff. Like, I... I don't think Jared Parker should be the offensive coordinator either. But I don't have that higher interfiring power. I can't change the reality. And to talk about it incessantly like I can or, or this should happen, it just like seems pretty counterproductive. It just seems like a lot like whining and bitching, which I can do with the best of them for sure. But I also like to have more fun like trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And... I think that's where I'm at right now. Just want to see what's happening next. Uh, for sure, we're going to see probably a couple more transfer portal uh, transfer portal uh, jumpers. Uh, you're, you're going to get your NFL jumpers, uh, and and you're going to get your bowl game sitters. And it's just going to it's nothing's going to feel like a win. So <laughs> so we should have gotten to the we should have had a better season and been in the playoff, and we wouldn't have to deal with. Uh, a lot of this, but that's not what happened. This is what happens. So now it's just about moving forward and seeing what what happens. And we will comment the hell out of all of it. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully this helped out your, your Saturday morning chore. And uh, just remember, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave that rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, we will read word for word on the next Earn 5-Star Podcast. Uh, should have another one up sometime in the middle of next week. Uh, So uh, when the, when the boys go on themselves without me, they don't read the, the reviews because they really like, (laughs) they want to make sure that I do it, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Well, there used to be for a while. It seemed like there was a lot of them that were geared towards making, making sure I said something in particular. So, so anyways, uh, but uh, we'll we sh- middle of the next middle of next week we'll probably have an- another one. So if you got something you need to say, uh, put it in those ratings. You can email me too, and I- and I'll get to all that on the on the pod about um, if you guys got uh, comments you want to make and don't want to use Apple Podcasts, uh, you know various ways that uh, we can go about that. Um, and you know the off season's coming. We'll we will definitely have off season content. That's what we're best at, anyways. Um, but. I definitely think a huge Q and a one that was supposed to happen during the bye week, um, is, is on its way. Uh, not exactly sure when, but you know, with recruiting the bulls, the whole nine, uh, we'll get to it all. We'll get to all. We'll party together. Man. We'll hang. We'll fucking hang. So anyways, so just want to thank all of y'all for taking the time to listen. And as always go Irish. <laughs>